According to an Inc. magazine survey, half of employees would rather quit than lose remote work. Today in this podcast, we're going to talk about remote work and hybrid workspaces and hone in on what it means to have a hybrid workspace. Hello, and this is Caleb. You are listening to the Healthcare Analytics Podcast. I am your host and supporting the show is my teammate Tatsuya Murao. So what is a hybrid workspace? A hybrid workspace is fundamentally a launching pad that allows you and your team to be able to work in a specific dedicated location, but also allows for employees, teammates, and your company employees to be able to work in that hybrid workspace and it allows them to work from home. So hybrid essentially implies that there is partial work in the office and partial work outside of the office. And this trend is growing. This term hybrid workspace has been growing for the past three or four months and is a very strong likelihood in many workplaces in the United States. So going back to that survey, according to Inc. Magazine, half of the people in their survey said that they want the flexibility to spend some time in the office and some time working from home. That same population said that they would look for another job if an employer doesn't offer a hybrid workspace. We read another article from Fortune magazine that said that working from home or working from the office need not be a binary choice, meaning that it doesn't have to be all one or all the other. It doesn't have to be all working from home and it doesn't have to be all working from the office. That there can be a mix that is the best mix for every individual and every team within the company. Given that there are portions that can be done at home and can be done in the office or in the facility. There are many industries that that don't offer this and can't offer this ability to be flexible mainly in, in manufacturing, many parts of healthcare, production, supply, all of those are very much workplace dedicated for good reason. But there is another portion of the company and of the population that can afford and can have a hybrid model so that they can get the best out of them working from home and they can get the best out of working from an office. So how do you set up a hybrid model and how can you fit it to your team, your team members, and your company as a whole? Well, the first thing to do is to understand where you are currently. Are you and your team in a place to where you're already working fully remote? If so, then how can you implement in-office space availability for you and your team? If you are already partially in the office or fully in the office, how can you allow for individuals to work from home? So you first have to understand where are you? Are you a fully remote team or company? Or are you a fully or partial in office company? And what does what does that mean? The second thing is, what is your plan or strategy for providing the best environment that allows you and your company to do the best work possible. How can you create an environment for your company to be a world-class company? And this is a very, very important question that I think many people are returning to, is what environment allows for your company to thrive? What allows for your team to thrive? 
and, and what's best for you as an individual. If all of these three levels can be joined together, what is the best strategy overall that can meet the needs of an individual, of a team, and of a company? And is there a flexible plan to do so? Is there a flexible strategy that can get the best out of every individual, every team, and and of the company as a whole? Once you create the strategy, then you can then move forward and implement that strategy. And in my experience and from the articles that we've read is the best strategy is to allow for for timelines to take place and for transitions to take place. So for example, BlackRock and many other large companies like Apple and Google, Facebook, etc. have established what their expectations will be in the future for in-person or remote work. And so once they've established that strategies or plans, then how are they implemented? And one of the best ways that I've seen it implemented is if there are transitionary periods. So if a company and a uh, management team decides that, hey, we want everybody in the office 100% full-time, then there still needs to be a transitionary period between everybody working from home or working from different places to working strictly in the office and allow for that transition. Just as when COVID happened, there was a transition from everybody working in the office to everybody then working remote. If you're going to offer strictly in office or even a hybrid model, the best way to do so is to offer it in a transitionary stage. And so you can allow for two to three, maybe four months of transition in order to get to a state that is more stable. This transitionary period may not be easy, but it's really essential because because what it allows you and your team to do is it allows them to adjust to a new working environment. Now, one of the important things to remember is that every team leader or every division leader, however you organize your company, you need to provide autonomy to those individual leaders to allow their team to perform in the best way possible. So if you allow them to make decisions, then they can know the individuals and the leaders below them and understand what needs there are at a specific individual level. Once you understand the needs at a specific individual level, then you can then build a strategy and build a, an environment that best fits every individual team. And this is the power of hybrid workspaces, is that each team and each individual can communicate what they need at any specific time. And so if there is a week where core team member says, hey, I'm going to need to work from home because of X, Y, Z, then they can do so without it impending on the performance of the entire team. If another team member says, hey, I I would like to work from the office this next week or these next few days because it allows me to focus deeply on the creative work that I need to do, then that's available as well. And that's the power of hybrid workspaces, that it allows for individuals and teams to prioritize how they want to work and what environment works best for them. What we do at Arcos Analytics is that we're a fully remote company and we've started as a fully remote company. But we build in individual compensation that allows teammates to choose a working space that suits their needs. And so they can 
adopt on an individual level a hybrid working model where they can go into a shared workspace or a workspace that allows them to focus deeply on what they need to do. What I realized for myself is that if I have a space that is dedicated towards work, it really doesn't matter if it's an office or if it's at home. Now that may change in the future and I may need to go and go to a specific dedicated location for work. But for right now, this is the environment that works best for me. But there are other people like, for example, Tatsuya, who he has maybe other priorities or other other plans as far as what he wants to do to improve the way that he does work. And an environment really matters. And so if he can or if anybody on a team can create an environment that works best for them, then I feel like it elevates the team and it elevates the company to an entirely new level. Now, I'm going to take a step back and talk about hybrid workspaces from a strategic and or planning level. The first is at just an entire economy level. What happens when everybody decides that they want to be working from a hybrid workspace or they want at least partial time at home? What does this mean for the the real estate market, especially when it comes to commercial real estate? Well, many people have been thinking about this. And one of my thoughts is that the price of commercial real estate will decrease over a given amount of time. But after a while, let's say after five to 10 years, office space will be more of a premium product to where people in the United States know that they're going to pay a good portion for office space, but they know that they have other options as well. So it's going to create more competition in the the office space that wasn't there before. And I think this is a good thing because what it means is that it allows for spaces to be more flexible, for people to be able to work in an office and, and be able to pay a price for having that premium office space, but also be able to work from home or work from other places as well. And so as at an aggregate level, it's going to be interesting to see how corporate office spaces transition if they adopt a hybrid workspace. So for example, you know the the big donut that Apple built maybe three or four or five years ago, it's going to maybe be at a quarter of capacity, maybe less. And what about all of the city centers that had all of this office space? What's going to happen to all of that office space? Will it be transitioned over to apartment buildings? Will it be turned into shopping centers? What will happen to that space? That's one of the things that I'm curious about that we will see here in the future. The second thing that I'm thinking about is that hybrid workspaces and the way that we work in general is many times dictated by culture. So as an example, my wife's sister, she works in Tokyo and in Tokyo, there's not that much space. Everybody has maybe a one room apartment or or if you're lucky, two rooms for an apartment. But if you want to work from home, you still have an apartment with two rooms and it's not a big space. And so in Tokyo, many people are still working from home, but also working in the office. And so one of the limiting factors in Tokyo is just the traffic or the time spent to get to work. And that's going to be the case is that many people enjoy coming into the office, but is it close to their work? Is is work and home close enough to make it worth it? And those are our evaluations that are going to be evaluated on an individual and cultural and national level. To give you another example, I was born and I traveled to Costa Rica often. 
And in Costa Rica, it's a different culture, meaning that work is often done in a group setting in a specific location. And so to be able to initiate a hybrid workspace means that individuals would have to have the discipline to be able to have a space in their home dedicated to work. It's not culturally accepted that you work from home. Many times you go out of your home to work and that is a culturally accepted norm. In the United States, that norm is, is shifting drastically and for many reasons. And in other cultures, that norm still stays pretty much the same. And so if you have teams in other countries, then adopting a specific model may help or hinder them. And so keep that in mind once when you're making policy decisions as far as what kind of work is, is the best. So I'm going to close it up there. I know that there are many ideas that we covered, but primarily the, the main thread to all of this is that employees would like the flexibility to be able to work from home and in the office. And this is a very, very important piece of the working puzzle, as I will say, is that once you have a good environment to work, then the ability to work and the ability for your team to perform can be elevated to another level. Secondly, how do you set up a hybrid work workspace or hybrid model? And what is the best way to transition to that model? The third is if you create a transitionary period, if you create a transition between the way you were working and the way you are now, then you'll be better off. And lastly, what are the cultural implications for you and your company? And what are the cultural implications as far as cultural implications on a national or on a international level. Thanks for listening to the Healthcare Analytics Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating or review. To catch the latest from us at Arcos Analytics, you can follow us at LinkedIn at LinkedIn slash company slash Arcos Analytics. And we're on Twitter as well at Arcos Analytics. Thanks again, and I shall see you next time.